14. Here's the pitch by Downing. Swinging. There's a drive into left center field. That ball in front of me. Out of here. It's gone. It's 7-15. There's a new home run champion of all time. And it's Henry Aaron. From the Tanglewood Studios on the Skynet Global Network, this is Go6 Sports Radio. Happy Friday and welcome to the Go6 Podcast on the Go6 Programming Network, GSPN. It is the Friday before the Friday, Christmas Day, a week from today. We just got dumped on with some snow last night in the Northeast, 10 to 15 inches in some areas. So unless there's a big warming trend this coming week, looks like we're going to have a white Christmas. So all good leading into the end of this awful 2020 year. If you're listening to us, you're listening on either Apple or Spotify. And if you're looking to share it with your friends, you can find us on any podcast platform. That's the Anchor app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, etc., etc. And if you go to the Anchor app, you can actually leave an audio message that we can play in the show. So if you have an interesting take or a question and you want it to be in the show, you want to participate in the show, be interactive, we'll certainly be glad to play that. So we have a lot to talk about going into this weekend. A lot of great sports. Uh, but before that, few Christmas wishes for me before Christmas Day is here. So Santa, if you're listening, this is what I want. And I've been a good boy, honestly. I really have. First, I want baseball season. I want baseball season for amateurs. I want baseball season for the MLB. I want it to start on time. I want spring training to go off as usual. And I want us to have a normal 162-game season. I want my Mets to pick up at least two really good free agents and another great player in a trade. lot to ask. But we have a new era. We have a new owner, Steve Cohn and his wife, Alex. And we are looking for at least, at least two good free agents. So we're looking for, you know, someone like Trevor Bauer, pitcher. We're looking for um, possibly George Springer. Looking for, in a trade, maybe Francisco Lindor. Or now we hear Nolan Arenado is on a trading block and maybe... Uh, have the possibility of becoming a Met. So we do, we get a few guys like that. We're going to be in really good shape. So that's my, those are my Christmas wishes. My last one would be that we, in combination with the vaccine swiftly being introduced, we continue to follow protocols really well, buckle down and keep moving forward. And maybe by spring or summer, we're back to, pretty normal lives, still taking precautions, still maybe wearing masks in certain places, but a lot more normal than we have been for the last probably eight months. So those are my Christmas witches as we get into the last six or seven days before Christmas and before Santa's visit. Today we got a lot to talk about. NCAA football is blowing up this weekend, blowing up conference championships left and right starting Friday night. We have the NFL, as I mentioned last week, starting last week, 
essentially every game for teams that are in contention. Every game is a playoff game now. We got Owen Wasleger is going to be a contributor today, and he'll handle the NFL stuff. And we'll talk about uh, some other things, soccer possibly, as we get into it here on the Go 6 podcast. We will be right back. Love it, love it. Christmas time. Christmas time means big time NFL games, college football, all that good stuff. But here with the NFL weekend, where to watch and what to look for is Owen Wasleger. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been my pleasure to bring you week 15 of the NFL season here. A bunch of games lined up this week and a bunch of really good matchups here. Just looking at the playoff picture to begin, the Chiefs hold the top spot in the AFC along with the Steelers, Bills, Titans, Browns, Colts, and Miami. This year with the extended playoffs, um, seven seeds will make it from each division, and Miami holds the seventh spot in the AFC. On the bubble in the AFC have the Ravens, the Raiders, and the Pats. In the NFC, we have the Packers at one, Saints, Rams, Washington football team is ahead of Seattle because they are leading their division. Seattle comes in at, f- at number five at the wild card of nine and four, even though they have a better record than Washington, six and seven. After Seattle at five, we have the Buccaneers. And then we have the Cardinals that finish up the seven seed on the bubble in the NFC. The Vikings, the Bears, Lions, 49ers, Giants, and Eagles. An interesting take here on the NFC playoff picture is the NFC East. The winner of the NFC East could be 7-9, and nine, could be 8-8. Eight and eight. You know, we have the Giants, who are 5-8, and eight, the Washington football team in first place at 6-7, and seven, the Eagles at 4-8-1. The Eagles, if they win out, it'll be interesting because they will win that division if they can win out and Washington loses a couple games because that tie that the Eagles had with Cincinnati earlier in the season could put them, you know, apart from the rest of the uh, NFC East uh, contenders. You know, so the games we have on TV this week... Coming up on Saturday, this is the first Saturday of the year that we have games. They're both nationally televised. Buffalo, 10-3, and 3, is at Denver. That game is at 4.30 p.m. on NFL Network. Both these games will be on NFL Network along with the Thursday night game. Buffalo plays at 4.30 on Saturday, followed by Carolina at Green Bay at 8.15. Buffalo comes in at 10-3 and 3 with a third seed in the AFC. And they are going to Denver, who is 5-8. and 8. Second game we have is Carolina, who is four and nine, going to Green Bay, who owns the top seed in the NFC at ten and three. Some key matchups on Sunday to look forward to. One that I have highlighted here is six and seven New England at Miami, who is eight and five. New England has been playing well the last couple weeks, even though they lost to the Rams last Thursday. You know, after Thanksgiving, their defense starts stepping it up. It's late in the season, and they get rolling. You know, they're they made the playoffs every year for the, you know, as long as we can remember. This year, they're probably not going to make the playoffs, but they're going to Miami, who is currently the seventh seed in the AFC, sitting at 8-5. and five. This is a big game for the AFC playoff picture. If Miami loses and the Ravens win, the Ravens will move up to the seventh seed. If Miami wins and Indianapolis loses, they have the same record at 9-4. and four. So that could be a little mix-up in the AFC picture. I like Miami in this one. Miami is very well coached by Brian Flores. 
this will be a good game in Miami. You know, Patriots have been struggling. Their defense is really stepping up lately. Their defense has been playing well, you know, besides last week against the Rams. But they have really good cornerbacks. And uh, Cam Newton just hasn't been hasn't been what Patriots fans expected this year. You know, he runs RPO a lot. Um, they've been struggling offensively. He has five touchdowns to ten interceptions. Um, to Tua's nine touchdowns, one interception. Another important game on Sunday is the Philadelphia Eagles at the Arizona Cardinals, which can be found regionally on Fox. The four and eight, four eight and one Philadelphia goes through the seven and six Cardinals. This is another important game, as I just mentioned, because Arizona currently holds the seven seat in the NFC. And Philadelphia is currently 13th, but they're on the bubble because if they went out here, they have a tie. They could end, you know, six, eight, and one, which could could squeak them into the playoffs. Let's say if Washington loses, but that tie is going to be tricky. And Philadelphia is coming off a really big win last week with Jalen Hurts over the Saints. Best game of the week so far, I think. Another regionally located game should be nationally televised, is 12-1 Kansas City at 10-3 New Orleans. New Orleans coming off a tough loss last week in Philadelphia. Not sure if Drew Brees Brees is coming back yet. I think he's still questionable. I think they should just make sure he comes back for the playoffs at this point. But Kansas City at New Orleans, I think this is going to be a really close game. Both defenses have been playing really well lately. You know, the Chiefs the best team in the AFC. I also think you know, Buffalo's right there with them. Buffalo coming off a huge win against the Steelers. But Kansas City at New Orleans. I like Kansas City in this one. It'll be interesting to see if Drew, Ble- Drew Brees plays or not. I also am making an argument for Jameis Winston to get out there. You know, Jameis Winston has thrown the ball pretty well when he was with the Bucks. He's usually a, you know, 50 touchdown, 30 touchdown, almost 30 interception guy. You know, but he th- I think he throws the ball pretty well, and I think he's a better option than Taysom Hill. But that'll be an interesting one at 425 on CBS. And wrapping up the week, we have Cleveland at New York Giants. That's 820 on Sunday Night Football on NBC. 9-4 and four. Cleveland goes to the 5-8 and eight Giants. The Giants' defense has been playing really well lately. They're in a win-out scenario to make the playoffs. Cleveland coming off a tough loss, but the game of the year against the, the Ravens. You know, it's going to be a really good game. Cleveland has proven they're legit this year. They're coming to compete, and they're a really fun team to watch where New York has struggled. They won four in a row. Um, and, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a good one at 820 on NBC. Finally, wrapping up Monday night, 815, we have 11-2 Pittsburgh at 2-10 Cincinnati. That's going to be on ESPN. The Pittsburgh is 11-2. The Steelers playing at Cincinnati, who is 2-10. Uh, that's going to be, I don't really think it's going to be a good game. The Steelers are coming off a tough loss. Um, they're hungry for a victory, but that wraps us up on Monday night. So the playoff picture in the AFC, the Miami holds a seven seed. Then they have Raiders, Ravens, and Patriots. The AFC playoff picture is going to be really interesting. Where we go to the NFC, you know, it's also a little mix-up, but that's it for us in the Week 15 NFL schedule.
We're back. And wow, college football season coming to a head. Explosion this weekend. Friday, tonight, you have Nebraska at Rutgers on the Big Ten Network. Nobody cares at all about that. I'm just building, so bear with me here. UAB at Marshall, that's the Conference USA Championship. That's 7 o'clock on the CBS Sports Network if you have it. If you don't have it, you probably can get it on the app. That is a mid-major. Marshall is fun to watch. That's a mid-major game that may potentially be very fun to watch. You have Buffalo and Ball State in the Maction Championship Always in Detroit, Michigan at Four Field, 7.30 ESPN. They do a great job with that. It's always a Friday night championship game, and it means a lot to both of those schools. And the MAC, if you haven't watched it before, this is a great way to get into it. The MAC championship game in Detroit, 7.30 on ESPN tonight. You have Purdue at Indiana was canceled. That was a scheduled game that was canceled. Nobody cares anyway. That's probably why they canceled it. And the Pac-12 championship is at 8 o'clock. Oregon at number 13, USC. Likely have Gus Johnson on the call. That's 8 p.m. on Fox. Likely have Gus Johnson on the call. And if you can't invest a lot of time in that game or don't want to invest a lot of time in that game, just watch a little bit of it especially if it's close, because you'll enjoy Gus Johnson. On Saturday, here's where it gets good as well. Number four, Ohio State, and number 14, Northwestern, in the Big Ten Championship. That's in Indianapolis, Indiana, the Circle City. Beautiful city, by the way. Beautiful city. Clean, friendly people, small, easy to get around. Um, great place. That's at noon on Fox. So that's another one. I don't know which one of those two Fox games I just mentioned that Gus Johnson will be doing, the Pac-12 or the Big Ten. Maybe the Big Ten because it might be a bigger game. I'm not sure. Would love to see number 14 Northwestern upset Ohio State in that game. I don't think Ohio State's played enough games to deserve to be in the playoff and would love to see Northwestern beat them. But I don't know if that's going to happen. At any rate, that'll be a very good game to watch. Number five, Texas A&M at Tennessee. That's at noon on ESPN. That is only meaningful because if Texas A&M wins, and they're going to be a heavy favorite at that in that game, if they win and somebody like Ohio State slips up, they could potentially get in the playoff. So that's one to keep an eye on if you don't watch it. Keep an eye on it. It's 12 noon on ESPN. After that, you have the Big 12 championship game. That's coming from Jerry's World in Arlington, Texas. That's 12 o'clock on ABC. That's number six, Iowa State, against number 10, Oklahoma. Big 12 championship. Another good one. Iowa State right in the thick of it. If they can put a whooping on Oklahoma and certain things break, they could get into the playoff. Uh, you have Florida State and Wake Forest. Nobody cares. That's 12 o'clock a- ACC Network. Um, the Big tw- sorry, the Big 12 championship game, by the way, is on ABC, if I didn't say that already. Then you have number 19, Louisiana, at number 12, Coastal Carolina. That's the Sun Belt Championship. That's 3.30 on ESPN. Worth watching. 
because Coastal Carolina, while they don't really have a chance to get into the playoff, they do have a chance to be in a, uh, a bowl game on New Year's Day. So that's one to watch, and that means a lot of money for the university. So that's pretty important. Other than that, you have a couple of other games, but the big one is number two, Notre Dame, at number three, Clemson, or, or against number three, Clemson, the rematch. ACC Championship in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's 4 o'clock on ABC. Um, It will be an interesting broadcast because Notre Dame is on NBC a lot. That's their home network. ACC Championship game is not, they don't have the rights to that game. So it'll be on ABC at 4 o'clock. Really hoping that Clemson can beat Notre Dame. But as much as I don't like Notre Dame, they're pretty good this year. They're very good this year, actually. So if they're able to beat Clemson with Trevor Lawrence, then they have really staked the claim to not only keep themselves in the playoff, but be the favorite to win the national championship. And then finally, after all of that, if you want to watch a little bit more, number 24, San Jose State, who's got a really good football team, plays Boise State in the Mountain West Championship game in Las Vegas. And that's at 415 on Fox. Later in the evening, um, you have uh, Tulsa at Cincinnati. That's the AAC championship game. That's 8 o'clock on ABC. Cincinnati's ninth. I really don't think they have a chance to get into the playoff, but worth watching because they're a New Year's Six Bowl contender. And then the big one is number one Alabama versus number seven Florida. 8 o'clock on CBS. Alabama looks like they can't be stopped. Florida was clearly stopped last week against LSU. Florida will have Pitts back, their big tight end, arguably the best college football player in the country. They'll have him back. So they may give Alabama a run for a little while. But in Atlanta, Georgia at 8 p.m. on CBS, I think you're going to see Alabama continue to hold on to the number one spot in the playoff. So strap your seatbelts on, get all your chores done, get all your Christmas decoration finalized, all your shopping finished so you can sit down and watch what is a smorgasbord of college football this weekend. And by the end of the weekend, you're going to know who's going to be in the playoff on January 1st, the four teams that are going to be in the semis, and it's really gonna be it's really gonna be good from there. We'll be back right after this. What's good about the NBA starting is that the exhibition games are going on right now and nobody cares. And that's good because tonight, Saturday, Sunday, NCAA football and NFL football will dominate the landscape of television viewing. Um, Tuesday is when the NBA tips off. 
and we talked about these games in a previous podcast, but just a refresher and to get you ready. Golden State visits Brooklyn. That's Tuesday, 7 o'clock on TNT. And the doubleheader on TNT is the Clippers at the Lakers at 10 o'clock on TNT. So two really good games to tip off the new season. Definitely slightly more normal than last year in the bubble. So a lot of excitement surrounding these games. And let's be clear, the NBA is very savvy when it comes to what games to put on prime time. And they chose great teams to put on. Star power all around. Stephen Curry, uh, Golden State, Brooklyn's new team now with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. It's going to be very interesting to see how Brooklyn meshes and how they do um, with their new coach as well, Steve Nash. Again, 7 o'clock TNT. And I'm sure a lot of people stay up for on the East Coast, we'll stay up for the Clippers at the Lakers. That's going to be a good one. The Lakers should be nasty this year. They won't need any time to gel and uh, develop a rapport between each other. They did that in the bubble last year. My opinion, the Lakers, barring injuries, will repeat. So that doubleheader is great. That's Tuesday the 22nd on TNT. Right after the weekend, right after we get done the, with the weekend full of football, we have the NBA tipping off, and that's going to be great. Um, and then you have Christmas Day. Is re- There's a bunch of games on the 23rd, by the way, NBA. bunch of games on the 23rd, some on TNT, some on ESPN. 23rd's Wednesday. But Friday, Christmas Day, your usual lineup of NBA games. Uh, and it's really, you know, as I said about the college football, as as I've been saying about the college football weekend this weekend, it's a smorgasbord of games. I mean, just pick them. Uh, you have New Orleans visiting Miami at noon on ESPN Christmas Day. You get to see the Warriors again at the Bucks. The newly signed to a max deal Greek freak. With the Bucks, that's two thirty on ABC. Then ABC has another one at five. Brooklyn at Boston. To me, Boston's boring. I don't, I don't watch them, but I'd be interested to see how Brooklyn looks. Again, that's your second look at Brooklyn in the course of a few days, so we'll really get to see what they're looking like. Dallas at the Lakers. That's eight p.m. on, on that's eight p.m. on Christmas night. ABC and ESPN. So that's a big one. Two Disney networks broadcasting that game. And then later in the evening on Christmas night, once you're tired from all your eating and visiting, whether it's in person or over a Zoom, and you're in a sugar coma from all your treats, you have the Clippers at Denver. That's an intriguing game, and I'll definitely catch some of that. And then there's a plethora of games on the 26th. So let's hope that the NBA, the risk, it's indoors, uh, but let's hope the NBA can really keep their guys healthy and follow the protocols. And eventually here we get the vaccine um, for the common folk and the players in the NBA and the NBA season continues and finishes 
and we have a lot to look forward to with some exciting players on some exciting new teams. So the NBA definitely it's a it's one of the sports that I don't follow super intently, but the star power keeps me interested and their marketing keeps me interested. So I'll watch. I very rarely will watch a game from beginning to end, but I'll check in on almost every nationally televised game. So looking forward to the NBA. So as always, giving you the update on America's favorite and most lovable virtual baseball team, the Saco Bay Sharks, who play on PS4, MLB The Show 20. And this is a team that I'm really beginning to like. Uh, yes, we're 30 games under 500. But that's because in the beginning, there were so many games where I could not hit at all. And I was trying to get a good combination of players, good combination in the lineup. And I started putting together some pretty good pitching and a really nasty bullpen. And the pitching was great for a while, but still the hitting came along very slowly. Now, playing close to 500 ball over the last 25, 30 games, guys are really beginning to hit. Hitting a home run or two every game. Have a really solid lineup. I have two shortstops, Carlos Correa and Hannes Wagner. And Wagner was playing for a while. He's very high-priced Stubbs guy. And if you remember, Stubbs are the currency in MLB The Show 20 that we use to buy and sell players. Virtual money, so to speak. And he's up there around 300, 400,000 Stubbs, which is a lot, which is a lot in the game. Some guys, there's a few rare guys that are like a million. And there's several that are in the three to 400,000 range. And then most are in the 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 range. But Wagner, very expensive. Benched him recently for Correa. Correa did okay. About five games, didn't really do phenomenally well. Put Hannes back in the lineup three games ago, and he's done nothing but barrel balls. He has two home runs. He had the game-winning home run for me last night, three-run homer uh, in the sixth inning to put us up four to one and put the game away. And sometimes you have conversations with these players and you tell them, Hey, I'm going to get rid of you. You got to start hitting. You got to really grind. And that's what Hannes did. He played really well. He's played really well recently, but pitching well have won three in a row now. And when the pitching and the hitting are good and I can get to the fifth or sixth inning, typically nine out of 10 times, and that one time that they didn't do well was earlier this week. The, the bullpen blew up a little bit. But 9 out of 10 times, my bullpen is just absolutely nasty. Last night, I started Lefty Grove. Had some command trouble with him, but he was able to be pretty good for five innings. And then I went Raleigh Fingers, Garrett Crochet. I went Rob Dibble, and I closed the game out with Aralis Chapman. I mean, that is a nasty group to finish a game with from the fifth inning on. So the Saco Bay Sharks doing pretty well. Uh, like I said, three games in a row, probably four of the last seven 
playing great, staying with the lineup. Lineup is as follows right now. We juggled it around a little bit. It's Carew leading off. Then we have um, Hannes Wagner in the two-hole. We have uh, Larry Walker. And those guys are protecting Griffey, who's behind them. And Griffey's been, Ken Griffey Jr. has been good, really good too. So um, hitting some home runs. Daniel Murphy back in the lineup for me at first base has hit a couple home runs in the last three games as well. Some of these guys, when you get into deep counts, if they get a good pitch, they can hit it out of the park. So uh, Saco Bay Sharks, America's favorite and most lovable virtual baseball team. That's the update. We're going to keep going. We're at win number 70-something right now, and we're looking to get 100 wins by the time the new MLB The Show 21 comes out in March, and I think that's going to be easily attainable the way we're playing right now, and we'll get you an update next week. So that'll do it for us this week. Hopefully that gets you prepared for what is a fantastic weekend of sports coming up. NCAA football, like I said, all the conference championship games and the playoff picture really shaping up after this weekend. NFL games, playoff picture shaping up there as well. Each of these games, as Owen mentioned, many of them are pretty much playoff games as they stand right now. The NBA starts Tuesday with a doubleheader. Hope you enjoy that tip-off on TNT. And then we'll be with you next Friday, Christmas Day, Christmas morning, to get you ready for that weekend and the holiday season full of sports. Can't wait to be with you next time. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Making a list and checking it twice Gonna find out who's naughty or nice Santa Claus is coming to town